DJ and PK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. SNS Roofing is your locally owned roof repair expert for a free quote and all your roofing needs. Call SNS Roofing. Question of the morning. Rudy Gobert in France beat the USA in the Olympic opener for both teams. Your reaction? Mary Ann says USA actually looked like the Jazz in the last few games of the playoffs. Like, you knew they have the talent, but they didn't pull it together. Gave up a 16-2 run with a game on the line. Marianne, I see why you see parallels. Michael says the USA team has no heart. They're a bunch of prima donnas who don't care about their country. It's one basketball game. I mean, they'd won 25 in a row. Did they stop caring about their country since 2016? Nicholas says USA basketball team sucks this year! Exclamation point. Once I saw Draymond Green was on the team, I knew they weren't going to be good. Actually, Nicholas, Draymond Green is the kind of guy they need on the team. I get the logic of putting him on the team. They don't need a dozen of the highest scores, guys who can just light it up. And there's one basketball, everybody can't shoot it. So... You need someone who defends and rebounds, and you need someone who's a versatile defender because you are certainly going to have to chase five guys around the three-point line in the international game. So, without question, I, mean, I get why they got Draymond on the train team. That wasn't, that wasn't a red flag for me when I saw that. Denise, too bad Rudy didn't play that well in the last three games of the playoffs. Jazz fans are seeing all kinds of parallels here. Although they're pulling for Rudy, Martin says, go Rudy. I can't root for France against the USA. I could root for France in all the other games. I'm hardwired to root for the USA. Adele, they had like four open shots to win it at the end of the game, and they bricked each of them. Yeah, they actually missed their last nine shots, five on one possession in a 21-second span. And the right guys had shots. Lillard had a look. And Duran had a look. A little more pressure there. Dominique is probably on to something here. NBA has become a spectacle of easy scoring because crowds demand high-scoring games. International basketball is much more competitive and less showboating. My son and I are betting the USA won't even make it out of round one. Okay, I was with you there for a while, Dominique. But then you lost me at the end. This is a forgiving format. There's 12 teams. There's three groups of four. The top two in every group advance and two of the three third-place teams advance. That's pretty forgiving. The U.S. has its problems and they have their flaws, but they ought to beat Iran on Wednesday. And Iran ought to finish fourth. So I don't think they're going to lose to the Czech Republic next Saturday, but even if they do, two of the three third-place teams are going to advance. So look for the USA to pour it on Wednesday and win big. Scott, send them home. They don't care. I think they care. All we hear about these elite players is they're competitive. They want to beat their grandma checkers. Score is being kept. It's the Olympics. They don't want to lose. Now, the they don't care part is interesting because it's a definitive statement. I don't believe it. However, Scott, if you attacked one word onto the end of it, just one word, they don't care, comma, enough 
Uh, okay, now you open the door to being right, Scott. You're one word away, Scott. And this doesn't just go to the 12 guys who are there. This goes to the whole pool of players. If they cared more, if they cared as much as players on other teams, and we've heard Joe on this show talk about how much he cares. And we've talked about the clip, and it's out there if you want to see it, where Luka Doncic is asked, if you had to pick, do you want an NBA title or Olympic gold? And he giggles, and he pauses, and he kind of says, well, Olympic gold. And then he giggles again, and he goes, if I get Olympic gold, I want both. The two don't have to be mutually exclusive. And I think more and more it's occurring to international players that they aren't. The timing didn't work out for Antetokounmpo this year. He couldn't help Greece qualify because he's in the NBA playoffs. But when they get back in the regular cycle, the qualifying won't happen the same summer. It'll happen the year before, and he'll be able to do it. So I think what you see with the U.S. is how many players are older and don't want to play again? How many players are willing to play in the Olympics but aren't willing to play in what used to be the World Championship and is now called the World Cup of Basketball. Because one of the quotes after the game, Evan Fournier says, um, they've got good players, but we can be better as a team. I'm paraphrasing there, but that's the gist of his quote. And that goes, here it is. They are better individually, but they can be beaten as a team. Fournier knows the French guys played together in the World Cup. They played together in most cases in the last Olympics. Joe talked about how he's now, with some of his teammates, three or four Olympics deep. And they don't skip cycles. They don't do it. And the U.S. does. Now we've got more players. And our guys care. Guys like to go to the Olympics and win the gold because a lot of players have done it. But do they want to stay together for multiple cycles? They get later in their career, you know, LeBron's not on this team. Chris Paul is not on this team. Steph Curry is not on this team. And we can go down a list of guys who would help the U.S. if they were on this team. So they don't care. That's too harsh. Uh, They don't care enough to play multiple summers. Uh, You're on to something there. And that's the advantage that the Australians, the French, the Spanish can use to close the gap is they play together and not just for one summer, depending on their ages, for multiple summers, and in the case of Joe, over a decade. And that pays off. That matters. It helps. You get used to the rules. You get used to your teammates. You get used to how you play as a group. I suppose the U.S. being thrown together like an all-star team. Now, the U.S. got away from that after they lost three times in Athens and took home the bronze medal. They got a group of guys together, and it wasn't exactly, but it was largely the same team from what was then the World Championship into the 2008 Olympics, and they cruised. And this year, we know a lot of guys chose not to go. And obviously, with the pandemic... I mean, this is, this is weird. I mean, playing the Olympics in an odd year, so <laughs> you know this is weird. But to the bigger picture, our guy's going to play together for two or three summers. I mean, the U.S. has so much talent, I just don't see guys playing together the way Joe has played with some of his Australian teammates. But 
Evan Fournier went right to it. They are better individually, but they can be beaten as a team. And they've been beaten once. If they win the next five games, it's a footnote and it won't matter. Sure, ended a 25-game win, Olympic win streak. You don't get anything for that. You win your next five games, and literally everybody's singing this, if we win the next five games, we win the gold medal. That's true for everybody, and it's still true for the U.S., because this is a forgiving format, and that one loss doesn't sink everything. But nobody's intimidated playing the U.S. right now. France isn't. You know Australia isn't going to be if they run into the Australians. All right, DJ and PK coming up next. Ryan Abraham, USCFootball.com, host of the podcast of Champions. What does he think of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC? What has he heard? What does he think of the Pac-12 adding teams like Oklahoma State and Texas Tech? How many of the remaining eight would look attractive to the Pac-12? What should the Pac-12 do now? And Media Day. Yuck! Media Day's tomorrow. It is here. We'll talk with Ryan about uh, how he expects the Pac-12 to shake out. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK, stay with us.